This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute. Hey, I'm ghosted. I was Fernandez. Please. Hey, Boo. It's me. Roz, and welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, the podcast where I talk to people I like about all things that go bump in the night. And this episode is bumpin', honey. I am joined by one of my favorite podcasters, Lacey Mosley, also known as the Scam Goddess, and she is constantly on television. You might see her on Lopez versus Lopez or, um, oh, I don't know, iCarly. She's all over the place and she's hilarious too. And she's got some pretty good stories. But before we get to that, I wanted to read a story from one of you, the listeners. This was submitted to me by Jake1931. Jake1931 put this in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, a great place to leave a ghost story. Jake1931 writes, I've loved this show for years. Always have. And I have a ghost experience. My partner just got back from a business trip in Pennsylvania. He stayed at the Joseph Ambler Inn. He said it was nice, but also creepy. Midweek. He was the only guest in the building. Terrifying. In the middle of the night, he heard heavy footsteps going up and down the hall. The head of his bed was against the hallway wall. Suddenly, the steps stopped right on the other side of his bed. And then he sensed something was coming through the wall. Too frightened to move, he then felt a hand pushing on the top of his pillow. He leapt from the bed and turned on the light, expecting to see a hole in the wall. It was solid. There was no sleep the rest of the night. What the fuck? I don't like when I hear stuff like this because it gives me new things to be terrified of. In my mind, for some reason... A door stops a ghost. Okay. If there's a ghost in that room and I go into the bathroom and I lock the door, the ghost can't come through. But now I'm hearing a ghost sticking its arm through a hole. No, I don't like that. It reminds me of like Halloween carnival, like where you put your head at like it's eyeballs and it's like peeled grapes or whatever. I don't I'm not going to be your spaghetti brains ghost. 
All right, let's get to Lacey Mosley. On with the show! Oh my god. I can't believe this. I am joined by one of my absolute favorite podcasters, Lacey Mosley. Scam goddess! <laughs> How are you? I am doing all right. I'm going to give you my best Roz. I was telling you before we started the podcast, I went to a premiere last night and uh, we, we got lit. It was me, my manager, my assistant, one of my best friends, and we had a time. What was the premiere? Um, it's this movie I did with Netflix um, called The Outlaws. Ooh. So it's like Happy Madison, like Adam Sandler's company. And like, it's very fun. It's like Pierce Brosnan and Ellen Barkin and Adam Devine and Lil Rel. And like, it's it's so much fun. Lauren Lapkins, like we had a we had a good time. So I watched it in theaters and it was the first premiere that I've actually been able to make because I usually am working and then I get there late and they're like pulling away the step and repeat. And I'm like, can I get a picture with my mom? <laughs> Just one. Yeah, yeah. We're going to put our flash on. Don't worry about it. We got it. <laughs> Movie star. Oh, goodness. It was fun. It was really, it was life affirming. So, you know, that was great. I'm a little hungover, but I think it's going to work in our favor. <laughs> you know what? I don't drink anymore, but like if I'm like tired or whatever, I can get the equivalent of hungover without drinking. I'm going to stop. I think it's time for me to hang it up. I turned 30 and my body was like, we don't, what is, what is this? <laughs> but I think that sometimes like those next days, that's when I do my best work sometimes. <laughs> Because I don't care the giving a fuck is, like, lowered, which... Oh, I'm the opposite. I start giving more fucks. <laughs> really? Yes. I'm like, were you weird? What happened? I'm like, no, I can't drink like I used to. Were you doing jello shots off of Pierce Brosnan? I <laughs> should have been. He's so beautiful. So sexy beautiful. Uh, wow. And so tall. Like, a tree. Really? I didn't even... I never thought about that. Oh, he's tall as hell. Well, okay, this like hungover state of mind, I think that it also is something that can open people to the spirit world. I really do. I was going to say that. I do feel more connected when you're like, I don't know, there's something kind of like ethereal about it when you let go and you, you know, you drink a little poison and you're like, woo. Like, <laughs> you know, you do feel like on the poison. It's giving me like Azteca. It's giving me like we're going back. <laughs> so. We're always focused on so many stupid little things in our life all the time. And then when you're like, I don't know, I think if you're sick, I mean, definitely I think when you're drunk, but if you're like sick or you're like kind of like, oh, I'm over it today, like you're not focused on all the little things like, how do I look? Am I going to be late to this? Thing? Like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. That's why kids see ghosts and dogs see ghosts, I think, mm -hmm. because they're not like focused on that kind of shit. Right. Am I making any sense? I feel like... Yo, you are! Because I feel like, especially with black people, we're always like, oh, she been here before. Like when we see kids who like exhibit traits of like adults or like older people, we're like, oh, they've been here before. That's what we always say. So I, I definitely agree with that. So do you truly believe in that? Like the reincarnation, past life? I do. I just hope I do good enough in life that I don't come back as like a, a roach or you know like <laughs> like i want to come back as like a killer whale or a dolphin i think i could do well in the water you know yeah but what if you ended up at sea world honestly food on demand <laughs> <laughs> captive audience but you're also in captivity 
Okay, in captivity, but as a millennial, I'm used to that. Like, we don't own houses. We have smaller apartments. I could live in an apartment. That would be SeaWorld, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I love performing. I'm a ham, so I, y'all throw them fishes at me. I'm going to get up here and do the free willy on y'all. I got you, <laughs> okay? What time are the shows? Three and seven? I'll be there, okay? <laughs> what are you going to pay me in? Some salmon? Listen, y'all go feed it to my mouth as long as I'm nice. I don't even have to catch it. It's already dead. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding? I know I know it's bad. I know it'd be like, oh, animals in captivity, bad, bad. I know that. I'm from Texas, so I've been to SeaWorld. You know, the splash zone, which why would you ever want to sit in the splash zone at SeaWorld? So you could get pee water thrown on you. And, but it was like a thing that people wanted. Oh, God. Yeah, no, but I would get in there and I would be cute. I would give them a show. It was like a Vegas residency, but for my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, (laughs) Lacey, tell me about your experiences with the paranormal. Are you pretty open to the idea of all of this stuff, broadly speaking? Yeah. Yeah? I'm pretty open to everything. I've learned that, like, being open to things can keep you safe. You know, I do a podcast about scams, and a lot of people think, like, with true crime especially, like, oh, I watch the true crimes, and like, I, I now I know not to help somebody in the grocery store parking lot, or I'm not going to put a couch in somebody's van or whatever. Like, you think that you're keeping yourself safe by learning all these rules, when really it's like, once you accept that anything and everything can happen to you, which is terrifying and anxiety-inducing, it actually keeps you safer. I really believe that, like, anything and everything can exist. And also, I'm a gambler. So I don't know what's going to happen when I die. So I got a little money on Jesus. I got, you know, my money on God, (laughs) Allah, mashallah, inshallah, you know, shalom. Like, let's, whoever up there, Krishna, like, I'm going to be with y'all when I get there. Right. (laughs) Whatever it is. That's how I am. I do it like RuPaul. I'm like, may the best woman win. Win. (laughs) Yes. But for deities. Yes. Whichever one wants me the most. Love it. I just believe in, like, energy and, and universal pulls and also that... I mean, like, when I was a kid, I grew up in Texas. I was born in Terrell, Texas, which is, like, a more rural part. It's me and Jamie Foxx. Terrell? Terrell. <laughs> Not Terrell. Oh. <laughs> like, Terrell Card. <laughs> I was born in Terrell Card, Texas. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, Roz, you don't know yet. But, yeah, no, Terrell, Texas. And the notables from Terrell, Texas are me and Jamie Foxx. And I was so excited to find out that I was on the Terrell, Texas Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, my God. But I was uh, born on land that was stolen from my family. My grandmother was a sharecropper and my great-grandmother, like, slavery, like, we know exactly where we are tied to it. But um, we also grew up on native land, like this big long hill that all of my aunts and uncles all live on. And so when I would visit or go for holiday or whatever, it's just like you just go up and down this hill and everybody has a specialty. Like uh, Bobby Jean makes great dessert or, you know, like it's like Empty Joe, her mac and cheese. Like, you know, but it's like the whole hill. We would steal plums off of my Aunt Ruth's tree. But like it was all built on an Indian burial ground. So we've always believed in like the spirits of people who were here before us, especially my grandma. Mm -hmm. My grandma and I used to, like, sneak off. And I think my grandma was agoraphobic, and I just didn't know it. We, like, barely left the house when we were there. We watched Young and the Restless, God and Light, and, you know, all the soaps. And when she passed, I remember there was one thing we used to always do together, which was, like, we would get scratch-off lottery tickets. 
we would take the car out, which we weren't supposed to do, I guess. But my grandma always told me not to tell my grandpa. <laughs> so to this day, like, if things feel weird or if I feel sad or whatever, I'll go buy a bunch of scratch-off lottery tickets. And, like, depending on if I win or if I lose, like, I feel like I'm, like, hanging out with my grandma. I feel like she's there. Oh, Like, it's, like, my ritual. Talk about scam, though. I know. Because I had an addiction to scratch-offs at one point. I mean, I've been addicted to everything. But I had a moment where, honey... My fingernails always had that little gray stuff. Oh, that little black, yeah, like that metal. Oh, my God. The first time I ever did it, I won $100. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I just chased it and chased it and chased it and never won again. That high, that high. Sometimes I lose, and I always try to interpret it like... When I need a win, I always win. And I remember there was one New Year's uh, during the height of COVID where I couldn't go anywhere because I was working and I couldn't risk getting COVID and shutting my set down. So I stayed home for New Year's and... I remember, like, I'm in L.A., so, you know, they're doing them illegal fireworks and shit, and I was, like, out on my balcony looking. My neighbors were out on their balcony, and we started chatting. And I I had bought these scratch-off lottery tickets, and I felt super lonely. And so I wanted to hang out with my grandma. And I won, like, 800 bucks. Oh, my God. I needed a win. And so, oh, God, it's going to make me cry. (laughs) Oh. And it felt like my grandma giving me a hug. (laughs) That's totally it. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. This little connection, like... It is. I hope that we linger. I just hope that no one's watching me masturbate or, like, get <laughs> get drunk like I was last night. Like, I hope they're only there for the highlights. You can't be there when I'm, like, wanking it. Right, because if we meet each other again, you know, like, that's going to be so awkward. Right! We're going to be like, oh, my God, I missed you. You like, give them a hug. They're like, get your hands off of me. We've seen so many things. <laughs> I know where they've been. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that's so beautiful. I love stories like that with connecting with loved ones. And I mean, of course, none of us know how exactly it works. But it seems like people that are at peace have a little bit more control of when they can come say hi to their loved ones or whatever. You know, you hear about these scary ghost stories of this person wandering the halls or whatever. And it's like, they seem trapped, in my opinion. And like, when I hear about loved ones coming back to say you're going to be okay or whatever, which I've also had, to me, it makes me feel like they're more at peace and they have more control and power of their situation. Yeah. When you're dead, you're not necessarily fully healed. So some ghosts need therapy still. And others, like my grandmother was like ready to die. She was always talking about dying Mm -hmm. to the point where it probably gave me a complex. Um, But, (laughs) you know, she was always planning her funeral. like like, And I want you to sing at my funeral and all this stuff. And I remember at my grandmother's funeral, I was too emotionally wrapped to say anything. Like I was frozen. And also like... Family funerals, like, in my family are drama, honey. They are always drama. There are always people who are drunk off wild turkey. There's people trying to jump in the gravesite. There's fights. <laughs> really? It's a mess. Tyler Perry could never. He ain't got shit on what's happening <laughs> um, at my family funerals. There are times where you're, like, on high alert. So I didn't say anything, and I always regretted it. And so my grandfather passed away, um... The preacher, she had been relocated from that church, but my grandfather loved her, so he wanted her to do the eulogy. And so she came back. She made the whole fucking eulogy about the church kicking her out and just throwing subs. And we're like, is this ever going to be about our grandfather? Like, bitch, what the fuck? Oh, my God. 
She was like, some of y'all, like, unlike Leotis, y'all were not about community and service and love. And I'm like, bitch, you trying to get your Real Housewives moment at my grandfather's funeral, and we're going to have to fight you. We're going to have to fight you. Oh, my God. That's disrespectful. I was grown, so it was like, we will fight you. But we got up and we spoke and we eulogized him the way that we saw fit. But also this was like in such a small like horse and buggy town. And um, the funeral homes out there are run by families. And like you'll see that around, but like in East Texas especially. So by families, I mean like when it was time to view my grandfather's body, there was an eight-year-old. He couldn't have been more than eight to nine years old in a suit next to the coffin. Like, as we're, like, walking up and, like, paying our... He's like, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm like, you are eight. What are you doing here, child? Oh, my God. <laughs> he in the family business. Like... Good for him. He's going to be running that town one day, I'm sure. Literally. Truly. But, yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. Um, My grandfather was different because my grandmother, she had been ready to die. She was like, I'm ready to go. Like, what's on the other side, child? Because it's very ghetto over here in life. But my grandfather was pissed. He didn't want to die. And it weirded me out because people always want to be like, oh, you know, he's in a better place. And And I was like, not to him. Mm. (laughs) He was like, I'm not ready. So I feel like there's different types of ghosts. Um, I have a lot of dreams about people that I've lost. And sometimes I'll think to call them and then I'm like, oh, they're not here anymore. Then they still feel present in my life. God, it's so strange. Like, especially with social media. During the pandemic, I deleted my personal Facebook, but I still had one. And I just wanted to, like, go back as far, like, to 2007 and just see, like, my wall and stuff. And all these people I used to hang out with. And I was like, let me just, like, see what everyone's up to. And so many of them I saw, I click on their page and it's like, we miss you. It's been five years since you died. Like all this. Oh, wow. I'm like, damn, there's still like my friend on Facebook. Like I had so many people like that. Yeah, I did too. Um, like I've commented on people's walls and they're not here anymore, but I feel like they'll see it. Oh yeah, totally. You know, I feel like Mark Zuckerberger, he got Facebook up, up in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what the cloud is. Right. That's where all of our loved ones are who are seeing all of our uploaded nudes. Again, we don't <laughs> like, know, but it's it's possible that you pass and then you're like, I'm not ready to go. And then you get wherever it is and you're like, oh, never mind. This is great. <laughs> I like it <Right>. here. <laughs> so who knows? Have you ever been to like a psychic medium? Mm-hmm. How'd that go? I love stuff like that because I do believe in, like, intuition. And if anything, psychics can read energy, I think, because it is such a job where you have to, like, interface with so many different people. And I personally don't like that. I'm probably going to have a full-on panic attack later today because I saw so many people last night and talked to so many people, and that gives me anxiety. But psychics, like, can take on that, like, not take on the energy, but, like, feel it and express it to you. So I like to go to psychics because sometimes it almost feels like a therapist. Like, not all of them are good, okay, you know? But it feels like whatever is on me or whatever I'm feeling, like, they can read it. And we can kind of come to conclusions together. So I do love a good tarot reading. I love a good psychic. I haven't done a medium. Um, and I don't know why. I feel like I just want to speak to the dead, my dead myself. Like, I don't need you to get in. We don't need a third party. <laughs> I know. And I feel like whenever I do go to, like, a medium, it's it's never the people I want to talk to. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> 
It's like it's your cousin Craig, the one you hate. I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, they like open up the chat line. Anybody that wants to like come into the chat room, it's like, <laughs> where's the people I want? Like they're all busy, I guess. They're probably not talking to me because some of the things they saw me do in the <laughs> privacy of my own home. They're like, this is your friend from third grade. I don't want to talk to them. Yeah, seriously. Well, since I am talking to the scam goddess, I feel like. I mean, I definitely also believe in psychics, and I'm a huge fan of psychics, but you could definitely scam as a psychic. For sure. And for hundreds of years, people have been scamming as psychics. I mean, it was literally like a thing post-Civil War time. There was a lot of people doing these fake seances, which, you know, some argue they brought comfort because, you know, people lost loved ones in battle and then they would go to these psychics and they would totally like fake everything and be like, your loved one's here. And they would, you know, have all these tricks. But is it fake if you walk away feeling good about it? See, that's the thing, though. For me, that's the definition of a scam is like if one party walks away feeling cheated, then it was probably a scam. And that can work in love. It can work in finances. It can work in business. Like It can work anywhere. So I'm like, if I go to a psychic and they're like, your grandma says she's proud of you and that makes my day or like makes life living easier, then I got what I paid for. I got you $20 and you was like, and, and then we both walked away happy. So I don't think that's a scam. I think that's really like sweet. Like, it's the same reason people go to church. That's, like, therapy for a lot of people. Like, instead of talking Mm -hmm. to a specialized therapist, they go to church and they feel the spirit. You know what I mean? Like, they talk in tongues. They get the Holy Ghost. They run around the church. And it took me a while. But when I grew up, I was like, oh, all that running around and shit y'all was doing, like, you were having emotional breakthroughs. Because, like, this is how you express your feelings and, like, get through shit that's happening in your life. As long as you feel good about it, I'm like, it'll sound good to me. It works for me. There's times I'll go to a psychic and they're like, something good's going to happen next week. And I'm excited for next week. Next week comes and nothing happened. But at least it got me through that week. You had breath in your body, Roz. So something good did happen that week. (laughs) Call me now. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love Miss Cleo. I do, too. So let me tell you a story. This is actually a famous one. Ooh. It's the story of the Fox sisters. Do you know about them? I think I just profiled them. Are you serious? Are they the ones who do the clicks? Son of a bitch. (laughs) I was sitting here like, Lacey has had to have done the Fox sisters before. I recently did them, so this is exciting, yes. When did this happen? When? Did it already come out? It hasn't come out yet. We banked pretty far ahead, but I recently did it. Now, this is some psychic shit right here. Yes. Because I googled Scam Goddess Fox sisters. I went to the podcast apps. Nothing came up. I recently did it, yes. (laughs) Don't look like that, Ross. (laughs) Well, let's talk about it anyway. Yes. Uh, This is so funny. Okay, so this is the famous Fox sisters, and I got most of this info from a Smithsonian Magazine article titled The Fox Sisters and the Rap on Spiritualism by Karen Abbott in 2012. So this story took place in Hydesville, New York, March of 1848. There's 14-year-old Maggie, 11-year-old Kate. They go over to their neighbor's house one day, and they're like, girl, you are not going to believe this shit. We are hearing some fucking sounds on our furniture and our walls, 
and it's communicating with us. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. <laughs> and the neighbor's like, yeah, you're right. I, I actually don't believe you. Because, I mean, they're teenage girls. Yeah. I don't know what they would be lying about in the 1800s. You could lie about anything back then. There was no Google. You could do whatever you wanted. That's true. I'm sure their neighbor's like, oh, is this like the time you said Charles Dickens wrote a book about you? Ugh. Here you go again. Oh, Charles. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I wish, like, if I had to be born in the past, because like, people always want to be like, oh, where would you travel to? And I'm black. I, I want to go to the future where hopefully things get better. <laughs> but, but if I did go to the past, it would be a time when there was no computer. So I could just straight up lie to people about everything. Like, oh, so fun. my God. Who gonna check me, boo? Who? Well, I keep saying that about some of these more historic paranormal incidents where it's like, some of that had to play into this, like the fact that there wasn't as much Googling and debunking and people just told some ghost story about their haunted house. And then we were like, OK, I guess so. Right. And it was entertaining at the very least. Like, y'all to have TV, y'all to have radio. Like, it's like, yeah, let's go over to a seance. It's cute. Like on a Friday night. Exactly. So these girls, they invite the neighbor over. They're like. We're going to show you what we're talking about. And so they join their mom. They demonstrate. The mom's like, count to five. And then all of a sudden they hear five thuds. And then she's like, okay, how old is this neighbor that came over? And then it thuds 35 times. So then she's like, if you're injured, do it three times. And then they hear three thuds. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. What is this? The cha-cha slide, like straight up giving it instructions. But it sounds like it's pretty, you know. Slide to the left if you a ghost. <laughs> slide to the right if you bad. <laughs> One haunt this time. <laughs> Two thuds this time. Yes. <laughs> so the mom is now scared. She's like, "You two girls get out of here." She sends them to live with their sister Leah in upstate New York. And then the mom leaves the house. And the sister Leah, she was giving Kris Jenner energy. She was like, Yes. There's something here. She's like, Okay, we've got we've got uh, a product that we could start <laughs> selling here. Well, there was a rumor that was going around that there was somebody that was peddling some goods that was murdered in the house five years earlier. Some locals went over to the house. They found hair and bone fragments in the basement. So this story, it's starting to, people are, well, who would you hear about these new girls? There's there's these two girls that are making thuds happen. Like, again, there's not much going on, I guess. I love that back then it's just like hair and bone fragments in your basement. Like, y'all not looking into like whose hair or bone frag? Y'all don't. They didn't have, you know, DNA and all of that at the time. They're just like, okay, I guess this goes along with the story. Great. Go down, go down to the basement, get some wash rags. <laughs> they right next to them hair and bones. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you do with that hair. You put it in like one of those. Just leave it. You just leave it in your house. You don't put it outside or bury it or nothing. Just... So <laughs> then there's this couple. Isaac and Amy Post, they're interested in the girls. Now, they had recently lost a daughter. The girls communicate with the Post daughter. And then this couple. Post it, daughter? The, <laughs> the Posts? The Post couple. Like Post Life? No. <laughs> the post daughter. Isaac and Amy Post. Okay, yeah. So the, the Post's daughter. Okay, got it. I'm, on, I'm with you. So, 
<laughs> so this couple ended up renting out a huge hall for these these girls just because they're like, everybody needs to come see their thumps, their thumps, their thumps. Yeah. Because everything's thumping and thudding. And so 400 people come out to see the girls. And afterwards, they were inspected by skeptics who found no proof that it was a hoax. Haters. <laughs> skeptics, please. Get out of here, haters. I'm sure they were, like, giving each other high fives. Like, as soon as it was over, they're like, yes. Whatever. We haven't gotten to the part if this is a scam or not. So then there's a psychic type man who was starting a religious movement called spiritualism, which still exists today. It involves a lot of communicating with the dead. And his name was Andrew Jackson Mm-mm. Davis. Oh, another last name. <laughs> okay. Yes. Because, of course, there was already an Andrew Jackson in SAG. So he had to go by Andrew Jackson Davis. Right. Um. Have you seen a picture of Andrew Jackson Davis? I have not. Wow. He looks like a Disney character, like a Disney prince. First of all, I didn't know that men had that hairstyle in the 1800s. It's very early 2000s. Jimmy Neutron. It's giving, got a blast. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's that Jimmy Neutron, Ryan Seacrest, like they would have called him a metrosexual in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, it was that kind of flat iron. Like, I don't know what... He likes to get his nails done. He washes in between his cracks. Yes. He's a metrosexual. Yes, exactly. Can you believe it? A straight man that isn't letting his life go to shit? Right. Honestly, this picture, like, it looks like he has highlights. I think he is fine. He looks like he smells good. And you know, at that time, didn't nobody... They wasn't really bathing like that. So... No, no, no. But Andrew Jackson Davis is fine. I don't like that kind of beard, that like Amish beard thing, but he just looks cute. It's very like Abraham Lincoln chin strap yeah. situation. Like if he if Abe had trimmed his. Yeah, it's very much chin strap. I don't know. I'm not against it. Also, though, I know that this is a gender bias, but I just don't think that cis heterosexual men can speak with the dead. <laughs> now, I, I assumed he was a metrosexual. <laughs> I don't know much about his... Is he on our team? I'm not sure. Is he gay? I'm not sure, but, you know, he's put together real nice here. He is, yeah. He might be. He is given, like, he works out gym body, like... For sure. A little otter situation. Yeah, no, he might he, yeah, he might be playing different. He might be moving different, so maybe, <laughs> maybe he can't speak to the dead. But I just, like, I don't know. They don't teach uh, cishet men enough empathy for me to think that they can reach out to the spiritual world. They're barely getting by on this planet, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, in the 1800s. He had a, a whole circuit party on the other side <laughs> talking to these spirits. It's like I had an orgy with your grandma. She <laughs> says she misses you. <laughs> so he had predicted something a year before these girls started getting traction. And he said, quote, the spirits commune with one another while one is in the body and the other is in the higher spheres. All the world will hail with delight the ushering in of that era when the interiors of men will be opened. Mm-hmm. And the spiritual communication will be established. So that's what he said. And then like a year later, they start happening. And he's like, oh, my fucking God, I'm a psychic. He's like, I'm Nostradamus. Yeah. He's like, I totally am a psychic after all. So he's all excited about them. He invites them to his home in New York City, Hell's Kitchen. I don't know. And <laughs> soon after, the girls, they have hit the road. They start touring. And they are selling out 
places. I mean, they were a hot act at the time. And actually, one publication in New York wrote, quote, Behold, the spiritual knockers of Rochester, which is what I say every time I unhook my bra. (laughs) So they were doing three shows a day for $1 a ticket. Oh, that's money. Yes. A dollar back in that day? A ticket? Okay, this was like renaissance. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm sure people were posting, like, since they didn't have... Social media, they were probably posting up, you know, writing a piece of paper somewhere and posting it somewhere. Right. They were doing real fast drawings at the concert. Yeah. Like, I got one free ticket tonight to the Fox Sisters. Like, who's they're probably scalping. Yeah, there's definitely someone outside. Like, I got them tickets. I got them Fox tickets. Yes. A dollar fifty cent. <laughs> to see these two teenage girls. So, as you were saying, Leah, their older sister, was their almost momager situation. Um, so Maggie ends up marrying a man named Alicia with an E. He was Catholic and uh, he convinced her to denounce the whole spirituality thing. See, that's why I said. <laughs> yeah. He died and then she uh, unfortunately became an alcoholic. And um, that was kind of her story as this as this goes along. I have jumped way forward, by the way. Um, then Kate... She ends up eventually marrying a devout spiritualist, and she starts working on her other medium abilities. She is communicating two messages simultaneously. She's writing one while speaking the other. She's transcribing messages in reverse script. She's utilizing blank cards, which uh, words are all of a sudden spontaneously appearing on. Like, she's really—she's getting a full, rounded act here. Yeah, she was like the Oprah of ghosts. She was like, totally. you get a haunting, you get a haunting. Exactly. You get a, yes. So business is booming for her, and especially after the Civil War. Again, this whole situation with apparently in the 1880s, it's estimated that 8 million people converted to spiritualism in the U.S. and Europe. Wow. And it became a lot for her, Kate, and she— Begins drinking, too, because she's just, like, booked and busy, and there's spirits talking to her all the time, and she just starts drinking a lot. So Maggie ends up getting paid by a newspaper $1,500 to do an interview denouncing spirituality, and she has to get on stage and reveal that it's all a hoax. And she's mad at her sister, some suspect, because— Um, Her sister Leah, the older one, and some of these other leading spiritualists are talking shit about Kate because she's an alcoholic. So she gets up on stage and she says, "Okay, here's how we did it. We would tie an apple to a string and then we'd pull the string and that's how we made the thuds. Then later we started cracking our knuckles and our joints and our toes and that's how we were making these sounds. And then people's imaginations just sort of filled in the rest. She did what those magicians did. Like, remember that show that would be like, Magician Secrets Revealed? Uh, yes, the guy with the mask. Mm-hmm, because he knew he was a shame to the community. You're not supposed to be out here giving up the tricks. Totally. That's a secret. That's a covenant. She came out, gave up the tricks for, I think, what, $1,500 in that time was like 50 k in our money? Holy shit. Yeah, so she gave it up for like a quick 50 k in our money and... I think regretted it eventually. Yeah. Well, the the spiritualists were pissed, obviously. (laughs) 
And a year later, she's like, okay, like, I'm sure that $1,500 dried up. And she's like, you guys, I didn't mean to do, like, I'm sorry. Like, I actually am, like, a psychic. And and they were like, girl, bye. Like, we're done with you. She's like, I'm the problem. It's me. Yes. Hey, guys. <laughs> exactly. So she went on to expose some other tricks using your toes to write messages from ghosts on the cards, which if you can do that, I mean, that's pretty... That's a talent. That's something. I mean, maybe it's not a ghost, but it's impressive. Like, have you ever seen one of those people on, like, America's Got Talent or something where they shoot a bow and arrow with their feet? Yes. That's... I'd pay to watch that. I I saw a woman light a, a cigarette with her foot and then put her foot over her head and smoked it. Uh, that was back when the circus was wild. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm seven. Like, That's impressive. But also I was like, I want to smoke with my foot. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So basically, they're all dead by 1904, And there's some kids that are living in that original house, and there's a skeleton that is found in the house. Why everybody got skeletons in a house, y'all? Y'all supposed to take the dead outside and put them away in the dirt. Why why is everybody just like, well, leave them down there next to the wash rags? (laughs) But this is that same original house. So it's making people go, oh, my God, maybe this peddler story is real. Maybe there actually was somebody that was murdered there, and maybe they were actually psychics the whole time. But it ended up not being real. Apparently, under further investigation, it was made out of old chicken bones. And it was rumored that some local practical joker had put it there at some point. I love a troll. Also, I will say that the community around the Fox sisters I found very interesting because there were a lot of copycats. Like, you know, as soon as you do something, you do your big one. Here comes Sheehan. So there were the Sheehan psychics. Totally. So when Homegirl came out and denounced the whole situation and said that it was fake, there was a lot of backlash against her because people had set up their own industry copycatting this. And they were like, no, you fucking up our bag. What are you talking about? This is definitely real. So it's like, even though she was 
I think telling the truth about the knocks and the toe cracking and like also what was going on with y'all's like uh, vitamin D during that time because <laughs> yeah. why, why your toes cracking like that what's going on is it ligaments like y'all y'all need to get y'all workout tendons out yeah especially so young I mean right I do notice like weird cracks in my like knees and hips sometimes but not when I was 14 right I wasn't getting up I didn't have to take a deep breath before I got out of a chair at 14 like <laughs> A lot of people were convinced that they actually had abilities. And I do think it's something that you can work on. I always say I think it's like singing. I think everybody, for the most part, unless, you know, extraordinary, unfortunate circumstances or whatever, everyone can make a tone from their voice. Some people are born just amazing at it. Some people you have to take lessons, whatever. I think that we're all psychic in a sense. And you can work on it. Some people are amazing at it when they're born. So I could see maybe it started out as something they were playing around with, but they got better at it. And maybe they really did some good psychic readings for people. I also feel like when you do something that, like, maybe they were passionate about it. Maybe it was something that was fun for them in the beginning, like what you said, Roz. And then when it becomes profitable, when it becomes a machine, it loses a bit of its heart. And it's hard to, like, connect with it. Are you doing three shows a day, babes? You talking to Casper that much all day on the main line? Like, yeah, you're going to start to get fatigued. I love acting. I love performing. I love what I do. But I do it now at a scale where it is for money in a way that is sometimes absolutely soul-sucking. Yeah. And it's weird to be like, I love this so much, but also it's killing me. So I, I could get like starting something for fun and running over to your neighbor's house and being like, look what we doing. And then once Chris Jenner steps in, big sis Chris Jenner, and was like, get, y'all get y'all asses out there on that stroll. And y'all, yes. y'all do psychicisms. Uh, uh, three shows a day, one dollar a ticket. You know, like then it becomes something different. So, but I do think that you're absolutely right that we all can kind of tap into the spiritual realm. And I think some people call it intuition. And I talk about it a lot in scams. It's like following the feeling because a lot of times what's presented in front of us with our eyes or whatever, like even in religions, you know, it's like walk by faith, not by sight. They're telling you not to believe what you see. Like, that's not good. But but like, I feel like we all have little hairs that stand up or we all have little weird feelings. And a lot of times we will put that feeling away. We'll like rely on what we see. And I think you have to rely on both. So if you don't feel right, walk away. There was a time I remember this woman came up to me on campus when I was going to Pitt and she was like, gave me this whole, she was a scammer for sure, but gave me this whole story of like her car broke down, her mama in the hospital, she need gas to pick up her child at daycare and then go see her mama in the hospital. Too many steps, way too long of a story. But something in my spirit was just like, I, I said I didn't have cash and she was like, well, there's an ATM right there. And something in my spirit was like, let's just go to this ATM. I don't have a lot of money, but I'll give you 20 bucks. And for me as a college student, that was a lot of money. So I give her the money. And then a week later, I read in the police campus blotter that she was approaching people on the street multiple times. And if you didn't give her money, she had a brick in her purse and she would hit you over the head with the brick in her purse. Oh, my God. Right. I'm like, $20 or a concussion? I made the right choice. Yeah. But something in my spirit said, just give this woman a little money so you can walk away. And I wasn't afraid of her in the moment. But something in my spirit was just like, yeah, you got to listen to it. I'm all about that 
intuition, whatever. If you're feeling weird, listen to yourself. Leave. Trust yourself. We're taught so often not to trust ourselves, especially in this country. We're taught that everything that we want and that we need is manufactured by someone else. It's the reason that I don't like sign up for email lists for stores or things like that. And if I do want a discount, I have a like spam email. Y'all get y'all a hotmail, Yahoo, AOL, honey. <laughs> and send all the spam there because like people will try to convince you of what you need in life. And I, I don't make purchases or that aren't things that were my idea. I don't like to be sold things. And our country is always selling us stuff to the point where we're insecure about our own feelings and our own decisions a lot of times because we're constantly being told what the thing is. So we're like, oh, in this situation, the social norms say that this is fine. I don't feel like it's fine internally. My nervous system is telling me something different. But I'm going to ignore that because of what we've cultivated. So I think that like spirituality, especially like in discernment, I feel like that's my ancestors guiding me. Well, in so much of it, too, that insecurity, I think, goes along with people pleasing. Yeah. Sometimes people are too afraid to say yes or no or whatever, even if their intuition is like, I, I shouldn't be doing this, whatever. And that's what I've really worked on as I've gotten older. I'm like, if I'm feeling weird, like, I'm going to do whatever I can to just get out of this. I'm on the same page with you. I think therapists can also be kind of psychic. Oh, I'm sure. Like, if you have a good one. And so that's something I've been working on in therapy for three years is like not being codependent, not feeling like if I don't perform for people that they won't love me. If I don't perform, you know, like giving you money or like going out of my way, breaking my boundaries, doing things that I don't want to do because I want to make you happy. Like I always thought that was like a virtuous trait. And then I realized it's still a form of selfishness. You're trying to control situations by pleasing people so that you feel safe. And where does that come from? And then figuring out where that comes from and then figuring out how to stop it. And I think the other side of it is so beautiful, Roz, of like, I'm learning it now of like accepting help and also saying no and knowing that that when I say no, like sometimes people, you know, they'll try to turn up on me because my boundaries have changed, but then they come back around and I'm like, oh, wow, it's so much better on the other side of like not putting myself in positions that I shouldn't be in solely for someone else to like me. Like, it's like, if you really like me, you will respect my boundaries. You'll still be there mm-hmm. on the other side. Totally. One more thing I was going to say about the Fox sisters. They probably were also dealing with an actual form of actual imposter syndrome. <laughs> like, they were probably like, shit, we made all this up, but we don't want to say anything for a long time. Right. And I can't imagine what that would be like. Especially in that time, because, like, it's bad for women now, but back then it was even worse. And there were men who would show up to their shows and harass them. There were men who tried to kidnap them. They were like, uh-uh, these bitches getting a dollar a ticket. These are women. Yeah. Why, why are they getting things? Women can't have things. We, we set it up that way. So, like, they were dealing with the patriarchal aspect of it as well. So the imposter syndrome of, like, knowing you clicking your, your vitamin D <laughs> <laughs> deficient-ass toes and there's men after you, like, I'm sure that was a lot. Yes, I think they're icons. I do, too. I love the Fox sisters. Okay, you want to hear some ghost voices? Okay, yeah. It's time for EVPs or EVPs. Have you ever heard of an EVP? No, what's that? Okay, EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenal. So basically, it's anytime somebody believes that they have captured 
a ghost speaking. So it could be they're just videoing something and they hear a little whisper or whatever it is, it's believed it's a ghost. You hear it a lot on ghost hunting TV shows. And what I do is I go to TikTok and YouTube. I got two of them for you. We're going to listen to them. And I want you to tell me what you think you hear. And then I'll tell you what they believe it says. I'm like nervous. (laughs) Yeah, it can be spooky. That's for sure. (laughs) So this first voice. Okay. I found on TikTok somebody named at Joshua Savell. And it's at Fort Gaines in Dauphin Island, Alabama. Mm. What is this ghost saying? Okay, we're hearing some other noises. Yeah. Let me get it one more time. It's like, no, 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 no. I want to go home. Put it in my hole. (laughs) Put it in my hole? Is that what you said? (laughs) Ghosts can be horny. (laughs) Ghosts can be horny too, okay? I know Casper up there fucking, like, he was friendly as hell. Like... (laughs) Lacey, do ghosts have holes? <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> They're all holes. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in my hole, please. You hear it? You hear it? <laughs> so that's not what they thought it said. <laughs> what do they think? It's one of these options. Is it A, act like you're all that? Oh, maybe it's like giving you a pep talk. Empowering? Yeah. B, don't get me upset. That's scary. Uh, Yeah, I didn't hear that. I heard hole. (laughs) Is it C, I don't want my wall wet. (laughs) I don't know what that could be about. Or D, who's your favorite Baldwin? Maybe like the Baldwin family, you know. Oh, that would be hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my God. You've talked about Hilaria Baldwin on Scam. Eladia, listen. She's fun. <laughs> okay. So which one of these, I'm going to play it again. Which one do you think they thought it was? I think they thought it was, I don't want my wall wet. <laughs> yeah, that's what they thought it was. I don't want my wall wet. <laughs> Which I'm sure could be viewed as dirty in some way. I want my wall wet. <laughs> I need to stop. Um, (laughs) I need help. I mean, it's interesting because like you can't really, there's like slaps and stuff happening over top. So you can't really make out what it is, but it does sound like a voice. It sounds like words. Yeah. If you're just filming on your phone or whatever device and yeah, you're moving around, whatever. And then you listen back and you hear that and no one was talking. That's spooky. Okay. Here's another one. This is from... Shadow Hunters UK TV. Ooh. Can I also say before you play it, what if it wasn't in English? Like, I think we assume ghosts in our country are speaking our language, but what if they're not? And then That's true. Yeah. And I've seen some that are in other languages for sure. I mean, this kind of a thing can happen to any kind of ghost, but I don't know. I guess since my settings are in English. I only get ones that are English. (laughs) Your settings, yes. Okay, so Shadowhunters UK TV on YouTube, they went to an abandoned care home of some sort, and they found a voice saying this. 
Ooh, that one's more whispery. Yeah, that one's scarier. I'll play it again. That ghost is fucking. I'm sorry. I know I sound so <laughs> horny, but like, the ghost was like, oh God, yeah. What is happening? Doing kind of Cinemax ghosts. Come on now. Yeah, that was kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of hot. Also scary. Well, what do you think? Do you have a guess? I heard, oh, God. That's what I heard. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. That's what I heard. Okay. Not not what Shadowhunters UK TV thought. <laughs> Did they think it was A, oh, crap. <laughs> B, ah, look out. C, I'll go out. Or D, you want some clout. Okay. Let's play it again. Ah, go out. Yeah, they thought it was all go out. So I guess they believe it was referring to their group of people that were in their ghost hunting or whatever. And the ghost was like, all go out. I'm horny (laughs) and I need some alone time. So go. Ghosts don't want you to watch them masturbate just like we don't want ghosts to watch us masturbate. (laughs) They're like, get out. You know, I can't say I've ever heard a story of somebody walking in on a ghost doing that, which is strange. Right. That's why she was like, oh, go out. Y'all get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) They must really not want people to see that. I've. That's so interesting. I hear stories of ghosts doing everything. I never hear stories of ghosts going to the bathroom. (laughs) Doing that dirty act that you've described. (laughs) Wow. I've never heard about that, but it's got to be out there. It's interesting to me, too, like the places you're finding these things, like these voyeurs who are going in these paranormal spaces, because that could not be me. Like, I am not fucking with I go to Sinespi. I watch a movie with dead people. I watch Mean Girls with the dead girls, you know. Oh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yeah, last summer. Like, I'll go watch a movie with the dead people, but I'm not going in no haunted houses. I'm not doing none of that shit. I'm not visiting the Titanic. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. No. I'm like, I'm good. Y'all do what y'all doing. Yeah, I feel (laughs) you on that. Especially these, like, old, abandoned, like, you could fall through the ground Mm. at any moment. Like, that's not for me. It feels like you're going for a dinner party story. Like, what's the best case scenario? You leave this dangerous situation and then you go to a party and you tell people about it. Like, you could just lie. And then you pull out a cigarette and you smoke it with your foot. (laughs) Okay, let's do one last thing. I'm just going to name a bunch of paranormal, unexplained phenomenon. And... I'm just curious if you have something that you think about, something comes up, maybe you have a story. I don't know. We'll just see what happens. Um, Do you believe in Big Butt? Yes. Really? Why? Because, like, it's all types of shit out here in nature that we haven't seen. And, like, I believe that people's eyes aren't lying to them. I like that we haven't caught Bigfoot, though, because that means Bigfoot is smart as hell. Bigfoot was like, no, bitch, you're not catching me. I'm with a swamp monster. We having a good time. (laughs) I mean, I have a lot of respect for anyone that can pull that off for as long. Because, I mean... This is someone that did not ask for the publicity. At all. Like, somehow just became a star after just trying to walk through nature. Chilling. 
having big feet. And then everyone's like, we love you. We want you. <laughs> you know, and it's like I did literally I didn't ask for any of the, like I, if, I feel bad for it's like sometimes when you see like super famous people like their kids that did not ask to be famous. Yes. The poor things. You're right. Bigfoot's a Nepo baby. <laughs> I'm sure Bigfoot. There was an even bigger foot that gave birth. I mean, they didn't come out of nowhere. So I'm sure I'm sure that they're they had a long lineage. I'm sure that we're on like our hundredth Bigfoot at this point. It right. just keeps going and going. This is Bigfoot like Junior, the fourth. <laughs> like Yes. Okay, what do you think about Ouija boards? Ooh, okay. I do think that it's people just moving the board around with their hand. It's like power of suggestion. Like one person is the leader. We all have our hand on it, but someone's pulling it, but everybody's acting like nobody's pulling it. And I love that for us. It's like a group game and we all get to feel good about whatever cast we're talking about. Have you done it? I have not. Like I like hippie shit. Like give me some sage any day, but like some occult shit. I'm not trying to open up nothing. I'm good. (laughs) But you just said that you think it's people moving things. I do, but it's still, look, that's my theory. We have opinions in life, and just because I have an opinion or a theory doesn't mean I'm willing to test it, okay? <laughs> I'm not doing the scientific method. I'm not touching it. It could be real. <laughs> I I can relate, because I'm like that with a lot of this stuff. Like, haunted dolls are something that I'm obsessed mm. with that people sell on eBay, and I'm like, I think it's bullshit. I will not buy one to prove it. Not interested. I was on a set once and we were in a pawn shop and there was a haunted doll that we all saw. We like took pictures of and we were like, we stayed away from that bitch. Like, I don't know what's going on with you, Annie, or whatever your name is, but no, thank you. What was the story of this? I was shooting Florida Girls and we were in Savannah, Georgia. So we shot at a lot of weird places. It was like a weird time because like in Savannah, like when you're shooting in Georgia, like they have different like laws about or not laws, but like rules about what you can do. So like there was a person who was handling like all the wild animals, like the alligator we worked with, the raccoon, like all this shit, right? You worked with an alligator? Yes. I love how you say it like that. My co-star, the alligator. What was the alligator's name? The alligator was difficult. Um, no, <laughs> I don't remember the alligator's name. I've worked with a monkey, a ferret, uh, like I've, you name it, iguanas, Komodo dragons, lots of animals for some reason. Oh my god! I'm like Steve Irwin of actors. Um, that's a high title. Actually, I'm not gonna give myself that. I love you, Steve Irwin. Uh, I'll, I'll punch a stingray any day. Um, but <laughs> it was a crazy place. But we went to a wild pond shop that was a real pawn shop and it was very freaky in there um and there was a haunted doll that was staring at us and the eyes were very much mona lisa following us around the room for sale i don't guess child you just said they got them on ebay i guess i got them in the pawn shop too but i guess it's like maybe you did some fucked up shit like maybe if you're like elon musk like when you get reincarnated you're in a haunted doll <laughs> i mean that could be you can't move you can't leave like you just have to sit there <laughs> could be. Ooh, that's scary. So do you believe that that's real? Like, for real? I do. I think that things can be haunted. I think people have unfinished business. And that, to me, is, like, one of my favorite ghosts is the unfinished business ghost, because that's a petty ghost. Like, you could be going on up to Glory and hanging out with your friends and family. They're like, when you go come up to to the Glory? And they're like, I got stuff to do down here. Don't worry about it. Hold on. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo, bitch, just like hanging around, making sure they stub their toe, moving their table a little to the right so they trip. Like, I love that kind of ghost, petty. I think that there's a lot of haunted dolls that they all look up to Annabelle. 
Like, Annabelle is that girl. Yes. And I think that maybe this doll heard that there was some movie people coming to town. (laughs) And they wanted—this doll wanted to get in front of you guys in hopes that you could maybe write a part for her. Discovered, yes. Yeah. Well, Lacey Mosley, the scam goddess— This has been truly a delight. Truly. I am such a fan of yours. And can you tell people where to find you and all that stuff? So you can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms if you want to listen to my podcast about comedy and scam. Scam Goddess Podcast. Uh, Y'all, watch The Outlaws on Netflix July 7th, so it should be out. Um, And yeah, iCarly streaming now on Paramount Plus, and so is the Lopez versus Lopez show on Peacock. Yeah, that's my things. Those are my things. (laughs) And listen to Scam Goddess. And then um, in your next life, go to SeaWorld. And... Yes, because I'm going to be a killer whale. Y'all come. I'm going to do tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the only killer whale for captivity. I'm like, it's nice over here. They bathe me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Lacey. Thank you, Russ. Thank you so much to Lacey Mosley, the scam goddess. How crazy is it that she just did the Fox sisters like I I think that was beyond a coincidence it was all meant to be it really was and also another thing I didn't mention I was in my research I saw something about how actually one of the Fox sisters uh, I think it was Kate Fox is the great 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 grandma of Megan Fox and at one point she was dating Machine Gun Kelly's great-great-great-great-grandfather, Musket Kelly. Hmm. All right. Legally, I have to say that was not true, but it made me laugh. Okay. I have been loving hearing from you all so much. Keep sending me those ghost stories. I have a great episode coming at you next week. So you know what to do. Be following the show, all that good stuff, and find me on Instagram, you know, whatever. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at Roz Hernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Alex Chi. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch-Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgariff, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer.
Follow Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Ghosted by Roz Hernandez merch.